Well, hello there. Pastors Positive Mental Health. I'm Dr. Kirk. Uh, just happy to be with you. Happy to share some insights. And hopefully it's helpful not only to you if you're a church member of how your pastor functions. Uh, and uh, if you're a pastor, hopefully this is helping you a little bit in understanding you know, how uh, positive mental health is beneficial uh, to your life and how to look for some tools and ways to use it. Again, I, I just appreciate anyone who's listening. If you find it beneficial, please uh, subscribe and share it with others. Uh, also, feel free to reach out to me, Pastors Positive Mouth Mental Health Institute on Facebook, um, or and that's the best way, easiest way to get a hold of me. Uh, so anyway, let's just dive in. Kind of the topic I wanted to talk about today was that of pastors' spouses. Now, for context, for me and the tradition that I'm in and that, that I have traditionally served in, um, uh, spouses are wives. Uh, I have been served in patriarchal, so I don't want to mean any disrespect or disparage female clergy, but for the purpose of this, my context is that of spouses that are wives. And so um, I don't think it's going to be that different though. I do believe that the the position of the spouse of the pastor is very interesting. And then if you are a single person, um, well, just uh, enjoy. (laughs) If you... Yeah, I wouldn't say turn it off, um, but I would say uh, it's interesting to learn uh, what it looks like and some of the pressures that are there for the wives of pastors. So in Genesis 2.18, the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. And so um, often when we look at, at the marriage covenant, we look at two people who are complementary to one another. Um, I find that I am more fulfilled and, and better because of my wife, and she is a great help to me, and I always, always strive to be a, a help to her. It's not uh, one-sided. But I, I just want to talk a little bit about one of the spiritual battles that happens at in pastor, in pastor leadership is the... Um, pressure that happens on a pastor's wife. On a side note, um, there is spiritual warfare involved in the ministry. I know it might be a shock to you. No, but there is spiritual warfare in ministry. And I will tell you from personal experience and from talking to other pastors, uh, one of the best ways that the enemy um, gets to a pastor is through their spouse. Uh, so the trials that their spouse goes through, the troubles that their spouse goes to, whether it be physical, whether it be emotional, uh, whether it be you know the mental at times or just the stress of it, um, the family of the pastor is often attacked to get to the pastor. And so um, I just want you to be on guard and to be aware of that. And to, to often, and what I heard years ago in a marriage seminar that we were asked to look at our spouse and say, look, your spouse is not your enemy. There's an enemy who wants to divide. And so often the enemy of our souls and the one who wants to destroy our effective ministry as we pursue advancing the kingdom and drawing other people to come to, to repentance and to receive the forgiveness of sins. There is a spiritual war that's going on and the enemy does not fight fair. And so he goes through the pastor's spouse often and attacks the pastor's spouse to try to bring the pastor down and distract the pastor from 
from doing the ministry. And this has caused all kinds of havoc over the years, whether it be um, ministers quitting the ministry because they, they need to attend to their spouse or they're distracted from the ministry or they're frustrated with their spouse and they find other avenues um, for pleasure and it ends up destroying them in moral failure. And so we just need to understand that there is a attack that's going on and your spouse is not your enemy. And so we need to understand that there's an enemy of our souls. And so it's really important to keep that into perspective. Um, But now there are interesting things that we find in uh, the role of a pastor's wife. And I hate to call it a role of a pastor's wife, but for for this context of uh, the episode, we will call it that. There are many organizations and different uh, faith traditions that put a lot of pressure on the pastor's wife. And sometimes it means they feel like they have to look a certain way. They have to carry themselves a certain way. They have to set an example in a certain way so that they would be those who who, um, hold up the image that the pastor or the organization has set forth for pastor's wives. Another thing that a lot of traditions is there's an expectation that the the spouse, especially the wife of the pastor, would be involved in, in women's ministry, that they would head up women's ministry, they'd be involved in decorating, they'd be involved in children's ministry. Um, and that they would always be at the beck and call and the, uh, and the will and the whim of the ministry. Another thing that is often put pressure upon pastor's wives is they're expected also to always be happy and, you know, in, in a great mood and encouraging and loving. And, and you know, sometimes I think that, that the pastor himself puts this pressure on their wife. So my wife and I were involved in one of these uh, faith traditions, I'll call it, that would put a lot of pressure on image of the pastor's wife, a lot of pressure for the pastor's wife to to do and to work and to to work as hard as the pastor, if not harder. Um, (laughs) And so, uh, you know, another thing that there's pressure is that if the pastor has young children or or kids, it's, it's always looked at as the wife's responsibility to make sure those kids behave and that they act a certain way. And so um, we decided to leave that faith tradition and plant a church in Northern California. And um, when we were praying about it and we sat down, uh, my wife asked me, she goes, what is your expectation of me? Um, because again, we've been in this tradition where you have to be heading up women's ministry. You have to be deeply involved in, in children's ministry. You have to do all these things. And so um, it really bothered me to watch this expectation of these wives and, and what they had on them and, and the struggle that they would go through. And so I just looked at her and said, really, I just want you to be my wife. I have no expectations that you do anything in the ministry. Um, if you want to, that's great, but I need you to be my wife. And that's what I care about more than anything is I want you to be uh, who God has called you to be. And that is through the covenant of marriage, you are my wife. And so, um, you know, obviously I want you to attend church. That would be nice um, <laughs> uh, because it is comforting to me. Uh, you know, just it's one of those things. Maybe it's a crutch. I don't know. But it's comforting to me when I see my my wife at church with me. It's comforting when I see her in the congregation. And, you know, she's a singer. So she sings with me from time to time. Um, she is involved in our children's ministry.
ministry because she wanted to be um, at our current church and she uh, is involved in women's ministry again because she wanted to be um, and there's no pressure for her to do and so I really appreciate that now she can serve not out of compulsion or obligation but out of response to the prompting of the Holy Spirit Um, and so I I want to exhort pastors for a moment um, to just let your wife be a wife. Uh, you, you know, I, I feel like that there's often this pressure that we have that they need to be wired like us. They need to run on the same page as us. I want my wife to, to be whole and complete and to be in love with Jesus. And so I don't want to put the ministry in the way of her being in love with Jesus. And this takes intentionality uh, to, to allow, uh, you know, not to put the pressure on her. You know, it's interesting uh, uh, when... Uh, sometimes when my wife has been sick and she does children's ministry uh, and there's, I don't want her to feel guilty for being sick. And so it's okay. You know, you can miss a Sunday. It's okay to do that. Uh, and so I think it's important for us to realize that to, to help us in the ministry as pastors, we need our wives just to be our wives. Now, I don't mean just to be your wife. That's a huge thing. It's tough to be a wife of a pastor. Let me just tell you that. It's not easy. There, There is, again, like I said, there's the spiritual battle that comes in. And there's the expectations that, that are there uh, but not uh, clearly laid out. The last thing I want to talk about is the church members. Um, you, you know, it, it's, it's unfair, I think, often to expect the pastor's wife to to be able to fulfill a lot of the obligations that we ask them to do. And so I would say one thing that would really help not only the pastor, but the pastor's wife is to check in on her. How is her uh, mental health? How is she feeling? How are you engaged in relationship with her? You know, or does she have friends at the church? Um, is she feeling uh, grateful? I mean, are people telling her, "Man, thanks for being here"? Um, you know, so I just I want I want because it's there's two things that happen with with wives in the ministry. They become workhorses. They have to keep this image. They have to always look a certain way. Do, be involved in every ministry, always be positive, keep their kids in order, or they get ignored. And so I want you to understand that for the pastor in the church, it's important for their spouse to be acknowledged as well. And so as church members, I think it's important that we we recognize that there is a great spiritual battle for pastors and their families. And the wives or the spouse is in the middle of it and sometimes takes the brunt of it. And so we really need to look at how can we build up pastors' wives and pastors' spouses so that they can help and complement and be whole and not be a distraction. And also we need to not just forget about them um, because, you know, that causes a lot of problems too. And so again, it's it's this balance, right, of, of how do we... Uh, make sure that we're keeping the the church flourishing. And one of the biggest things is awareness. And that's one of the things I'm hoping is happening with with these podcasts and with with the the book that I have written and whatnot and the seminars that that I can do is that people recognize the awareness and the importance of the church working together, Ephesians chapter four, working together and building one another up in love. 
And so, you know, I just hope that this is practical application that you can use. And again, if you want to share it with somebody, I greatly appreciate it. If you have questions that you'd like me to address, maybe, please feel free to reach out to me. Again, go to Pastors Positive Mental Health Institute on Facebook. That's probably the best way, unless you can take these, uh, the Dr. Triplet PMH at gmail.com. That way too. Anyway, thanks for listening. Let's together help the church flourish.